Hey, welcome to Leadership Is, episode one. We're going to be talking about what is leadership? How do you obtain it? How do you know if you have it? We're going to discuss that and more today on Leadership Is. Greetings, my friend. This is Jason Muhammad, host of Leadership Is podcast. So we're talking about leadership. What is leadership? How do you know you have leadership? Many people have accepted positions, titles of leadership in different industries, organizations, and agencies, and really have not embraced the full concept of what leadership is. Many people don't realize that managers are also leaders. So they may not be in the C-suite management or leadership, but they're still leaders because they are over some department, over some project, right? A leader is not one just simply because they have a position or a title. Leadership is accepting the full responsibility and accountability of the mission statement, the vision statement, um, the core values of the company, department, agency, or organization, and are living to exemplify what that really looks like. So, for instance, I've written a book. Well, actually, I've written three books and am in the process of writing four or my fourth book. My third book is entitled Leadership Is 10 Principles of Success for the First-Time Manager. And that book is broken down into two uh, sections, right? Um, it's The first section is the why mindset or the, the why mindset, right? The second one is the leadership factor, the leadership factor. And so why do I divide, why did I divide my book up into two sections like that? Well, first thing is, You know, you have to address the mindset of a person, an individual, right, before you can put them into a leadership position and see them flourish. And so my book is principles, you know, 10 principles of success for the first time manager. This book is not only written for the first time manager, but it's written for, you know, people who are looking to get into leadership positions as well. For instance, there are two different types of employees that are generally promoted into leadership positions, right? So Gallup did a poll and Gallup's poll said that companies promote the wrong talent match into leadership positions 82% of the time. What does that mean? That means that the two people, the two different groups that are broken down are what do you call high potential employees and high performers, right? So what I look at is a high performer, pardon me, is an employee, excuse me, who is actually one who does a great job, right? Is loyal to the company, is competent, you know, has a great work output, right? And, and, and so does a great job at their, at their, does, you know, performs well at their job. But then you have a high potential employee who are also known as hidden leaders. See, 
A high potential employee not only is competent, not only is loyal to the company, right? Not only is loyal to the company in attendance and conversation, and then not only has high work output, but a high potential employee also has the one missing component that a high performer does not necessarily have. And that is aspirations, you know, to be into leadership positions. See, a high potential employee cares more about their intellectual contribution over some, you know, uh, perks or recognition of being, you know, something that uh, the C-suite leaders may think that they are. For instance, what do we mean about that 82% of the time that people are being promoted into the wrong positions? You take, let's say, for instance, you have two people on the job. You have Bob. Bob has been on this company for 20 something years. He's been a great, you know, performer, uh, high work output. His attendance is very well. His conversation, you know, displays loyalty, right? He's competent with his work. Um, but at the same time, you know, he does not show aspirations of being in leadership, right? So you have Tom, I mean, Bob, who's someone who's a great salesperson. Okay. Now, here is Elizabeth. Elizabeth is someone who's been on the job for maybe 10 years, who also shows that she has loyalty in her conversation and in her attendance, who has competency, who has high work output, but she also likes to contrib contribute uh, in the team meetings. She likes to talk to her managers about ideas that she have, and she have these aspirations of being into leadership positions. So what happens is simply because Bob has been in the company longer, Bob gets approached and then Bob gets told about the package. The package deal is, you know, here, here are these four weeks of vacation. Here's a company car. Here's a company parking space, right? Uh, here is the team that you would be over. And so Bob says, well, you know, yeah, I'll take that. And then there's a bump in pay for Bob. Bob says, yeah, I'll take that. So now Bob, who was a high performer, doing a great job, competent, you know, great work output now, but he, Bob does not necessarily have aspirations to go into leadership positions. And so now what Bob does is, you know, Bob takes this leadership title, but then becomes a very bad manager because Bob does not necessarily uh, match you know, the qualifications of being in this job. He just got promoted because of his tenure. But then here's Elizabeth, someone who has aspirations. She's what you call the hidden leader. See, managers, you got to pay attention to those employees who talk like they want to be in leadership positions. You should try them. They may not have the tenure, you know, as your one of your outstanding performing employees, but at the same time, they have that component that's going to be necessary for when they get promoted into leadership positions, which is that aspiration. They have that aspiration. So that is really the difference between a high performer and a high potential is that aspiration for leadership or they value more of the intellectual uh, uh, contribution rather than, you know, their tenure at the job.
You see, so you have a lot of millennials and you have a lot of Gen Xers who are going to be coming up later who value more of being recognized or, uh, you know, being recognized for their contribution intellectually rather than the tenure on the job. See, they want to know, look, is there a way that we can bump up in development in this job? Is there a way that we can grow in this job? Is there room for improvement in this job? Is there room for my ideas, my intellectual contribution to this job, company, agency, or organization? One thing leaders have to keep in mind, right, is that um, leadership truly is influence and service. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. However, but, but to go back to something, though, right, with leadership, you cannot use an old, outdated leadership model, you know, um, to craft to tomorrow's leaders based on a model of a time that no longer exists. Right. So what we're saying here is that you have tomorrow's leaders. There's a um, a poll that was taken. Right. And one of the things that is missing out of this poll, 60% were saying that they don't have ideal projects to mold tomorrow's leaders. I forget the exact uh, resource for this for this uh, uh, this poll that was taken, but 60%, you know, saying that they don't have the ideal um, uh, uh, resource or or model, you know project to model tomorrow's leaders. See, you cannot use antiquated methods of leadership development for a time that no longer exists to mold tomorrow's leaders to address tomorrow's problems. You got to think outside of an old box, right? Right? You got to think outside of that old box. And so that's where leadership is influence and service comes in. See, as a leader, your influence can be positive or negative, right? You can be someone who's a leader with this title and with this function, but people can look at you not carrying out the roles, duties, responsibilities, and not accepting accountability um, for your department or area, right? And so what you do is you make excuses um, for when things are not right, but then you accept the credit when things go wrong. That's a terrible leader. That is a terrible leader, right? One who wants to get all the credit for when things go right, but accepts none of the accountability when things don't go so right. That's a, that's, that's a terrible leader. See, when you have influence, leaders are in front of people pulling them, right? And also they can be behind them, pushing them. See, with motivation, uh, you know, a, a boss is someone who tells someone what to do. A leader is someone who does it and shows others how to do it. See, the true aim and objective of leadership is to make leaders who makes leaders who makes leaders. That is the true aim of leadership. The true aim of leadership is your influence on others as they influence others and influence others with leadership. And the only way you can truly do that is if you have at the core of who you are a servant. 
you have to be a servant, right? You have to serve others. See, you can't be so uh, a throne-sitting type of person that you can't serve others. Leave from your office. Go check on your employees. See how they're doing. Talk with them. Not some superficial conversation about the projects that they're doing and whatnot. But you can check on that as well, right? But just see how they're doing. See how the child is doing in school. You know, how daycare is going. How, is, how are things with their, with their parents, you know, with their spouse? How are things going? Have genuine, sincere conversation. There's an old saying that says, no one cares what you know until they know how much you care. And being a leader, you have to be one that serves. See, being one that is willing to do what you ask or what you're asking others to do. As a matter of fact, being one who has done what you're asking others to do. So leadership is influence and service. Now, later podcasts, we're going to get deeper into some more of the numbers and some more of the, you know, the steps and strategies. But my book, Leadership is 10 Principles of Success for the First Time Leader. We're talking about principles of success. Principles of success. And the first principle is the why mindset. In my book, I talk about, I have this model that I have. It's called a Y compass, W-H-Y, Y. And in that Y, it's W-H-Y stands for what harmonizes you. Harmony is not just what makes you feel good, but harmony is also your vibratory rate. And later in other podcasts, we'll talk more into that vibratory or the law of vibration, which is really at the root of the law of attraction. But the law of vibration, your vibratory rate, what harmonizes you? What brings you into that high frequency? See, leaders need to know that what brings them into that so that you can tap into that as you are being the leader that you were born to be. And then, of course, there is the leadership factor, right? So there's this whole debate, are leaders made or are leaders born? Well, you know, of course, you know, the simple answer is both. <laughs> I've heard John C. Maxwell say he has not met a leader that wasn't born, <laughs> you know. But uh, we're going to talk later in other podcasts about, you know, the decision-making process that leaders go through and, you know, how I've used some acronyms. I love acronyms. And so what I would like to do is not change your vocabulary, but increase your dictionary. Not change your vocabulary, but increase your dictionary. So thank you so much for enjoying this episode of Leadership Is a podcast, and we're going to have much, much more coming to you soon. And you guys take care.